Rabbi Saya, good morning. A good Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kaidish, Parshas Hazinu, Tavshin Pei Beis, Erev Shabbos Kaidish, Matzei, Yom Kippur, Israchag, so to speak, after the Gavaldika, Gavaldika Hashpa that we had from the awesome day of Yom Kippur, awesome on one hand, on the other hand, a tremendous Simcha. And um, I'm sure that like everyone that entered into the Beis HaKnesses uh, a little bit more than 24 hours ago and was together with all of Klai Yisrael, we were literally like Malachim, we stood there and we davened and we beseeched HaKadosh Baruch Hu with our tefillahs, asking for a slicha and mechila. And our hopes and our prayers are that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was soleach, L'chol Am Yisrael and our tefillahs were miskabel l'toiva and Bez Hashem Yisbarach we should be zaychut to a good kibench to your here the minig in Eretz Yisrael says a good kvittel or a piska toiva which means that there should be a good writ because at the end of the day we still have to wait for Hashanah Rabbah and uh, then the letters are sent out so we wish everybody a piska toiva a good kvittel these days <coughs> we always know that uh, we're tarred and ready last night, immediately after the, um, immediately after Yom Kippur, we came home, we ate, and then all of a sudden we started hearing the sounds of the knocking of the nails and the sukkahs and the starting of the building of the sukkahs as it's brought down in the Shulchan Aruch. The one that ready should begin the process of building the sukkah. And these days are four days from Yom Kippur until sukkahs, they're called days without chet. It's the days that are literally without any sins because we're so involved with the mitzvahs. A little bit hard to understand, but if we understand really what being involved in mitzvahs are, then we understand a little bit more what, what it means to not have any chatoim. Um, I want to speak just a little bit about the kesher between uh, Yom Kippur and Sukkot first. Then we'll speak a little bit about uh, the parsha, and we'll also speak a little bit about the inyanim of Sukkot as well. This uh, recording, this podcast... It'll probably be the only recording which will go out before Sukkot, so hopefully it'll give chizik not only for you, to anyone else that hears it, and we should be zaychim Hashem to come out mechuzakim. Um, you know, it brought down that we always learn over that the first one, there's two halachas that's really brought down. They really seem to be the same halacha. The Mishnah brings out the last Ramah on the Hilchus Yom Kippur is that the Medaktikim, the Mitzvahs, they go out and they start right after Yom Kippur, they start building the sukkah. And then the Shulchan Aruch says, um, in the beginning of Hilchus Sukkot, that the first thing a person should do is to make sure to build the sukkah uh, right, after, right after Yom Kippur. And everyone raises the question that really it seems to be redundant. And uh, the Mishtabur already points out that the first halacha is really discussing the Indian of beginning the process, and the, the second halacha is really talking about the finalization of the process, making sure that the sukkah is completely, completely built. I myself this year, I usually depended upon my grandchildren, it used to be my children, that my grandchildren took over, and uh, last year, because of corona, my wonderful son-in-law and my daughter came to help me to build the sukkah, and this year, they're going to actually come again to help build the sukkah. So I just started the process by removing some of the things from our mirpeset. 
But in order to connect a little bit more, what's the pshat that the medaktikim and mitzvahs that we are ready, Matziyam Kippur, ready to start doing the sukkah. So the, the Ramah says, Kedei Lotzis mi mitzvah la mitzvah. We want to go from one mitzvah to another mitzvah. We're maschol b'mitzvah, ayim la Take one mitzvah, go into another mitzvah. But the um, the truth is, is that there's a, maybe a deeper pshat that we can possibly say. I saw from Rav Yashiv, Rav Yashiv, Zatzal, is Mazber, that the, the inyan of the simcha that goes on on Sukkot, uh, we learn that all the halachas of simcha sachag, v'samachta b'chagecha, yuzah ach the whole inyan of simcha sachag, we learn that from, from the yantav of Sukkot. Why dafka the yantav of Sukkot more than any other yantav? And, um, and the Hezber is because if we truly understand the process of what we went through on the last, the last 40 days, as we mentioned already in Erev Yom Kippur, we, we completed the 40-day process, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu cleansed us from our affairs, the Yitzum HaShayoyim Yom Kippur's Mechaper. We become literally like a new, we get everything washed off, everything's clean, everything is the way it should be, person becomes reborn, so to speak, and uh, there's no greater simcha than a person that cleanses himself from the blemishes of the chatoim. And as we say, as the Gemara and Sukkah says, that the great people that would dance on the Simcha's place forever, they would say, Ashrei mi she'yalteinu loy ba'ishu z'keneinu, or Ashrei mi she'zkeinu loy ba'ishu y'alteinu, that the people that were older would say that our, young, our youth, we didn't do anything which was embarrassing. Or the people that were youth, they would say, well, hopefully when we get to be old, that we're also going to be able to remain in the same pristine fashion. The concept was people truly understood how great the process of recognizing that I make a mistake in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I turn to him, I say the vidui, I accept upon myself that I'm going to do my best not to do it again. I ask for siyat HaDashmaya, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should help me. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu literally is able to cleanse ourselves. This is the greatest simcha. And therefore, it's a true connection between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Because Yom Kippur, we, we got this tremendous simcha process done. And now we can go into the Yontif of Sukkot. And we're, we're joyous. We're truly joyous. We're happy. We're happy not just because of ourselves, but we're really happy because look what we did. We're able to put ourselves back into the position of having the proper relationship with the King of Kings. I saw Gavaldik Amaisa this morning, that Rabbi Yaakov Edelstein, Zeichat Zadik Levracha, the brother of Yibad Chaim Tovim, Aruchim, Rabbi Gershon Edelstein, Rashiva Panovich, from the Ziknei and the Manhige Hador, together with Yibad Chaim Tovim, with Rabbi Chaim Shlita. So Rabbi Yaakov Edelstein was a great, great nechas here in Eretz Yisrael. I was able to go to him a few times. And he said over that he had an uncle. His uncle's name was Fivel. I read Fivel, Uncle Fivel. He wasn't Stama Fivel, but we know we have a Fivel in our yeshiva uh, alumni. But you know, maybe both the same. So his uncle Fivel used to say over Gavaldikamaisa that he grew up in Russia and he remembers the Tsar Nikolai. Now, if you know a little bit what kings are all about and royalty are truly all about, if you truly understand that the, 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 the monarchy was something that was, was considered the apex of life by people who live underneath a king, and there was tremendous respect and tremendous regard. Today, 
except maybe in England, they still have a remnants of it. I heard of Moshe Shapiro once said that when he went to Buckingham Palace, he said that no, it is, they've already lost the they've already lost the real relationship. But there's still some sort of format of formality of royalty. But in the old days, literally the king, the monarchy, was something that ruled ruled the country. And the king Nikolai came to this Uncle Fivel's town, and there was a tremendous Kabbalah upon him. Everyone came out from the city in order to receive the the countenance of the king, and the king was driving, riding on a horse. And Uncle F- the Fievel said the greatest day in his life was when he saw the king, and what happened was the horse, for some reason, it turned around, and instead of going forward, it stopped literally right in front of this Uncle Fievel. He must have been a distinguished yid for some reason, and the horse, somehow the Ramadan put into his brain, that he should turn around and stop in front of him, and all of a sudden, because of the way the horse had turned, the king's crown fell off on the ground and it literally f- fell at the feet of Revival. And Revival, when he saw the king's crown on the floor, he quickly bent down and he lifted it up and he returned it to the king. And at that moment, the king said to him, um, uh, the king said to him, Sabibo, Sap, Sabibo. Sabibo, which means thank you in Russian. I wrote down those words. Sabibo. He thanked him. And it was such a covet, an honor, that he was able to restore the king's crown to put it back on his head. And it says that for, 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 for weeks and for months, everyone used to come to see him because he was the yid that returned the king's crown to its, to its, to its, to its glory. Now, Baisai, this is the way we have to feel. The, the, that's the story. But the nimshal is... What does that get to do with, with us that we were Zaycha to return the crown of the king, to return it? We said, Avinu Malkeinu. We said, Hashem Melech, Hashem Molech. We, we said, Shema Yisrael. We tried our utmost to be like Malachim for 24 hours, and we try now to continue to carry with us all of those different Kabbalists that we accepted, that we want to keep the king in a forefront of our mind. This is a tremendous day. And this we can understand the Simcha. And that's why it's important. Right after Yom Kippur, we go out and we start building the Sukkot because we want to take that Yom Kippur experience, that Simcha, and now we enter into the Yantif of Sukkot and we're connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, sitting underneath the Shach, sitting under the Shrik, the Psoilus, and the Yekev, things which aren't Makabal Tumah, completely looking up at the stars, recognizing that everything that we have is really from the Rabbi Nishalavim. Just in order to con- complete a little bit the Sinyanim of Sukkot, just mentioned, I saw the Bnei Yisoschar, Bnei Yisoschar says that we call Sukkot Chag HaSukkos, Loshon Rabim, and he asked the question, why don't we call Chag HaSukkah? Why Dafka Chag HaSukkos? And uh, the truth is, even though we find by the other Yom Tovim called Chag HaMatzos, and Chag HaShvuz is called Chag HaShvuz, but the Bnei Yisrael says, and it's very simple, he says Shvuz, pretty simple, because Shvuz, the whole concept of Shvuz is the, 40, the, the 49 days, the seven weeks beforehand. That's already Shvuz, that's already the preparation, the Hakdama for Shvuz is the seven weeks beforehand. That's Lashon Rabbah. Matzos, he says, even though we can, we can be Yotze in the midst of Matzah, with the Kazayas of Matzah, but there's a chiv of lecha mishnah. You have to have at least two 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 matzos, and that's what we call chaga matzos. But sukkus, why do we call chaga sukkus? So he gives two answers. There might be other answers to this question. 
two answers he gives is that since we learn out the halachas of the fanas, for those of us that completed the Dafa Yaimi not so long ago, we know that we learned the, how many defanas we have to have. We learn it out, Shtayim V'tefach. We learn it out from the three psukim where it says, Sukkos, Sukkos, Sukkos. One time it says it without the Vav. So that's how we know it's, it's a Tefach. But the, since the psukim are Sukkos, Psukkim, Chagas, Sukkos, so therefore we want to be masked the Pasuk. So we say Chagas, Sukkos. And he adds on another Teretz. He says, because a person that zaycha to sit in the sukkah, as we know, a special tefillah that we say, we should be zaycha also to sit in the sukkah shalav yasan, the tremendous uh, yantif that's going to take place for the tzaddikim, Bez Hashem Yisbarach, when the Rebbe reveals himself in the final days. So therefore, the, and the Arizal said, yeah, so that's the pshat, the Lashon of Sukkot is a Lashon Rabbim, because it's not only this Sukkot, but it's the Sukkot L'asid Lavi. The Arizal says something which I don't quite understand. Maybe the people out there who will understand it. He says the concept of Sukkot is the remis to the Or HaMakif, to the surrounding light of the Shekhinah, which surrounds a person when it's in a Sukkot. And he says, since there are many, many shades to the Or HaMakif, there's different Givanim, which again, we have no Musuk what this means, the Or HaMakif. But therefore, it's not just a sukkah, it's also sukkahs. There's so many and so many surrounding iris which surround us when we go into the, into the sukkah, and especially based upon the explanation that we said that we now become tahar, become more closely related to the Shekhinah. Happened to be that right after, after Yom Kippur, I blew the shayfer, we all were dancing, and a member of our, of our minion came over to me, and he said to me, Rabbi Liv, can I ask you a question? I had two grandchildren that were, um, that were with me for the for the final for the nila, and I put them underneath my talis for birchas uh, kohanim. And after they said, "Zaidi, why did you put us underneath the talis?" So he says, oh, "Well, because that's what everyone does." So a friend of mine is about to say, "Rabbi, Rabbi Liv, can you tell me what's the reason why we go underneath the talis?" He said to him, "Because you're not supposed to look at the at the kohanim." So I said to him that I'm, I was rushing out to do the, the birchas. The Kiddush Lavana with everybody else. I said, you know, we'll see each other Shabbos, Mitzvah Shem, I'll tell you the answer. And the, the answer is that the truth is, the Gemara says you're not supposed to look at the Kohanim because in the times of the Beis Amigdash, the Shechina would be on the hands of the Kohanim. And the Mishnabur says that that's today, it's also, that's one of the reasons why we don't look. But the truth is, today he says that today with the Beis Amigdash is not around. The real reason why we don't look at the hands of the Kohanim is because we might lose Kavana by looking at their hands. We get so interested in looking at their hands, and if you want to have the right Kavana, the same thing applies to the Gohanim as well. But the Mishnah does say that there's also Ke'en Deraisa Tikkun, that we try our utmost not to look at the Gohanim's hands. The truth is, it's brought down since the Gohanim themselves hide their hands underneath their talus, could we run enough to need to go underneath our talus? But we see the meaning Yisrael is that we, we do try to take the children underneath the talus. And again, the concept is because we truly understand what the kayach of the shechina is, the arhamakif, like we said in the sukkah. And in times of Beis Amigdash, on the hands of the kohanim, ah, we should be zoicha, just like we said, the mara kayin, we should be zoicha to see all of those different features. One last word, which we're going to say, on Parshas Hazinu, Parshas Hazinu is called the shira. And uh, as we said in the end of last week's parsha, in Parshas, um, in Parshas Vayelech, 
right? So we said that we should say you have kisser lechem as hashira azayis, right? You should write the shira, right? And 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 there's a, it's called a shira. The answer shira azayis. The pasuk says it's called a shira. And the end of the parsha, in parsha zazino, it says that the yovah moish v'dab is called divrei hashira hazayis pasneiom. And the Medrash describes that there are many, many shiras in the shiras of the Yam, there are shiras Devaira, and this shira, and it's brought down to the Medrash that this shira is called the shira of all the shiras. So I saw that Rav Shem Zatzal points out that the truth is when we take a look at most shiras, most shiras are very, very happy occasions, like by the shira of the Yam, the shira of Devaira, and it comes out of Simcha, and the shira is usually done with Yayin, when a person has a ness, person usually exclaims it. So, but over here, if you take a look at the parsha, the parsha seems to be filled with all kinds of divrei musr, all kinds of divrei tochacha. Uh, from the beginning already it says, Hatsur um, Tamim Palai, called Rachav Mishpat, Shichais Loi Loi Banav Mumav, Shichais Loi Loi Banav Mumav. You take a look at Rashi's chat over there. And, and there's so many different chastisements which are taking place. And uh, why would we call this a shira? And it says, all kinds of things that Kosh Baruch is hiding himself from us, and he's going to give all kinds of ketev meriri, wow, very, very uh, powerful, powerful statements over here. So Shimshin says, he says, the truth is that this shira really incorporates the entire history of the Jewish people from the time of the creation of the earth, going through all the different trials and tribulations and going through all the gullus. And in different form it's brought down that the truth is, is that it really goes all the way until the gullus acharayna. It's going to go till the final, final episodes. And that's why the Pasuk says, Ru'u ato ki ani, anihu, ani These are the psukim which are speaking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that is going to finally reveal himself to us in the final days. But there's no one that can stand. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mashpil, and he's Meirim, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one who's Ein Miyodimat, so there's no one else that can take us out of the Golas. And we contemplate this during these days as we recognize that, uh, you know, we're hoping, we're praying, we're davening, that we should be Zaycheh, Mitz Hashem, to the Gulach Reina. But the concept is like this. A person was walking, and he tripped over a, a rack, and he fell down, and he broke his hand. And he had to go to the doctor, and he had to get it patched up. On the way to going to the doctor, all of a sudden, he sees something bright that's, that's glinting from the ground. He bends down, and he sees it's a, it's a precious diamond, Hefker. Wow, 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 wow. And he begins to realize, hey, you know what really happened over here? The reason why I fell down and broke my hand is because I had to go to the doctor. I had to go to the doctor. Why? Not just to go to the doctor to get my hand healed. Because on the way, Kosh Baruch wanted that I should be able to pick up this precious diamond. So Rabbi Zai, this is the true attitude we have to have. For sure, HaKadosh Baruch has created a world and there's an hug in the world. Everything that takes place is really only in order to bring us to the final resolution we don't truly understand why difficult things happen, but only HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is the master, he is the one, and eventually we're going to see the diamond. The truth is we see the diamond already, all of the different aspects 
of the diamond of the Torah, the life of the Torah, the way the life that we live, and we see the way the Yidin live, we see the rest of the way the rest of the world lives, and we have to get to the end. When we get to the end, then we could be Messiah the Sipur, we could be Megala. The only way to Megala is by going through all the different trials and tribulations. The Yisurim, the Tachachos, they themselves are really the true Shvach and the Shira. They're the true exclamations of our praises and our thanks to Kodesh Baruch This parish is called Parsha Shira. Parsha Zazino. Ah, Rabbi Sai, Erev Shabbos, Parsha Zazino. We should listen to the what the heavens are telling us. We should listen to what we were supposed to be doing. And we can learn Binush Neis Dar Vidar. We can learn from all the different events that take place. Zuchar Yemai Zoylem Binush Neis Dar Vidar. Sha'ala Vichaviyaget Chazikeinech Viyamalach. We should turn to the others. We should turn to the Gedolim. We should turn to those people in our generation as well who give us Chizuk. We should be Zoycha Hashem. Ah, as the Shabbos before Sukkot enters into the world. We should be zeicher to the simcha of Yom Kippur and take that into the simcha of the Yontif. And we should be zeicher mitzvah to Megala, all of the hidden secrets, all of the hidden diamonds that are there for us. We should be zeicher mitzvah The Or HaMakif should come upon us in this sukkahs. It should be Chag HaSukkahs, zeicher to the all the things we spoke about. Mitzvah wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful, wonderful Yontif. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.